It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Live from the Carson City Saloon, it's the Bud Light Happy Hour. Presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Live from the Carson City Saloon, we've got Brian LaMartina on site with me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass in our Green Tree Studios. Check them out on Twitter, at FBomber73, at ButtonPusher970. Joe Rokicki, producer of the DVE Morning Show is not satisfied with their level of entertainment, so he joins us on Friday. He hangs out with us at the Carson City Salute. Come on by, say hello, drink some Bud Lights, talk about some Stellar's football and about the Pittsburgh Penguins' victory last night over the Vegas Golden Knights. As for that victory, oh, yay, Phil Castle hat trick. Oh, yay, they played better. Did they play well? No. They get outshot 37-22. to they blocked 27 shots. That shows a commitment to play defense. I thought that was better in last night's game. But you shouldn't have to ever block 27 shots. Uh, you shouldn't ever get out shot by 15. Not at home. Not when the other team has played the night before. Not whenever you've been off for a year and a half. You can't have that kind of performance and expect to come away with the victory. And the Penguins were bailed out last night by what they were bailed out with at times in the playoffs last year and that's timely scoring because their talent is better than the other team's talent the vegas is a good team but the penguins showed that they've got far superior talent they were able to score on the counterattack. crosby's pass to jake gensel was sexy titillating great finish by jake gensel as well all of phil kessel's goals were purdy one off the faceoff, quick release from evgeny malkin one from a sick feed up the middle of the ice from Evgeny Malkin. The other on a sick, maybe kind of ill-advised pass, really, by Carl Hagelin that found its way through. That's what the Penguins can do, and we know they can do that. What you want to see is more of a commitment to playing the right way all the time. And I don't think they did that enough last night. It doesn't mean they're going to be a bad hockey team. It doesn't mean they're a bad hockey team right now. They are 2-1. and one, But they are right now winning hockey games based on almost solely on the talent that they have and not with the work ethic and not with playing the game the right way between the ears. And we're far enough away now from the Penguins winning back-to-back championships where Crowley can criticize. And they deserve being criticized right now. I think Phil Kessel deserved being criticized last year for his playoff performance. And if you want to put that at him being injured, I get it. I think he was injured. Now, the coach and the general manager have had different statements on that. But, yes, given the way he played in the regular season and given the way he had played his previous two postseasons, you have to think Phil was hurt. But he still needed to rebound from what was a tremendously awful performance. That's what Donald Trump would say. And he is doing that thus far. Three goals, two games. He showed that quick release. He was great yesterday. But all the people who jumped into my mentions on Twitter.com and said, Oh, you got to be pissed, Crowley, because Phil Kessel scored goals. How's he got to bounce back? Well, ladies and gentlemen and morons, nimrods and dolts, 
That was him bouncing back from the bad playoff performance. That was Phil Kessel playing good hockey when he didn't play good hockey in the playoffs last year. Also, you're taking what I tweeted out of context. I said, here are four players that need to bounce back. Chris Letang, Phil Kessel, Derek Broussard, and Matt Murray. Who do you think has the best chance to bounce back? And my answer, shockingly, was Phil Kessel. Because of the way he played in the previous two postseasons, because of the way he played in the regular season, I thought he had a good chance of being that same player again this year if he's able to stay healthy. The lion does not concern himself with the opinion of the sheep. All of you are sheep. In this analogy, I suppose I'm the lion. But as I am neither of those things, I will continue to block you on Twitter and mute you on Twitter because I got no time for your jackassery. Some clown named Mad Chad, Mad Dad, whatever, is coming after me on Twitter, retweeting me, and I got a bunch of followers jumping into my mentions and ripping me. I love Phil Kessel. He's a hell of a hockey player. The Penguins don't win in 2016 or in 2017 without him. But if you think you can't be critical of a player when he doesn't perform up to expectations, well, I guess that's why you're not in this business. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. At the end of the hour, we've got the hottest take of the day, three stars of the show, other crap, and, of course, our weekly pick segment, which has become highly popular. If the Steelers are back, you beat Cincy, right? And as much as I want to give a lot of credence to what they did against Atlanta, I want to see that be repeated. TJ Watt's a hell of a player. He's had two tremendous performances. I want to see that be repeated. Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger finally found their connection. Not in the first half, in the second half. I want to see that be repeated. Ben's 12-2 in Paul Brown Stadium. The Steelers are 17-3 in Paul Brown Stadium. The Steelers were 6-0 in the division last year. The Steelers need to walk in there with their balls out. And they need to flex their muscles. I think it's going to be a close game. Since he's done a good job of winning close games this year, they're 3-0. and Steelers, I'd say, are 1-1-1 and in those games after going 8-2 and last year. Cincinnati reminds me a little bit of the Steelers from last year. But if you're back, if you're the dogs in the AFC North, if you're the football team that is the one that's supposed to be the division champion, and you're not paper champions, you go in there and you get that Escalusa revved up, and you get them Cincinnati Bungles fans fleeing the stadium. We'll get into some more of the X's and O's coming up in a few minutes. As I said, the pick segment to round out the show. It's not the Bud Light Happy Hour. It's the Bud Light Happy 45 minutes as we've got Tim Benz and Mike Pursuta with Robert Morris Hockey coming up at 6.50. Coming up next, more on the Penguins. What wasn't good in last night's game? What was good? And I'll tell you what the Steelers need to do to slow down the Cincinnati Bengals offensive attack. It's a Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. What happened to Cooch? I don't know how many times I'm allowed to say Cooch before I get in trouble, so you're fine. I'm good? That's K-U-C-H. Yeah, nothing wrong with Cooch. No! Adam Crowley. Cooch be good. I love Cooch, in fact. On ESPN Pittsburgh. More of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. I still can't, after three hours, get over the fact that T.J. Watt was fined 
for not hurting Matt Ryan. I can't get over it. I can't. If I got in trouble for doing something in school that I didn't do, and I felt like I was going to continue to get in trouble for something in school that I didn't do, you know what I would do? Do the thing that got me in trouble because I'm getting punished for it anyhow. I mean, it's a lot more fun to do stuff wrong if you're going to wind up having to sit in the corner with the dunce cap on. I think the NFL F this one up big time. If you're TJ Watt, you got to be thinking, I got to give up 38% of my weekly salary this week because I avoided Matt Ryan's knees. Well, next time, good luck, Andy friggin' Dalton. I'm taking your legs out, man. My helmet's going to be right in your package. It ain't going to feel good. It's going to be like the last scene of... That movie where the guy put his head in the guy's package? Yes! Yeah. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, with the down-below parts taped to the backside. Too late. We missed it. It's what I was going for. Finkel okay. is Einhorn. Thank you. Einhorn is Finkel. I failed. But you get the point! If you're going to get in trouble for things you don't do, just do the thing that got you in trouble. And I actually thought that T.J. Watt doing what he did was, A, the NFL getting its point across, and, B, Mike Tomlin actually teaching his players what is and isn't allowed. T.J. Watt came in full bore. He gets a little bit nudged. He starts to reach for Matt Ryan's legs. That package is looking real big. He's about to wrap his arms around him. Pulls back Matrix style, throws his hands behind his head like he's a centerfold, and then falls to his side. That is not a penalty. And furthermore, it ain't a penalty that should be fine. They should have said following the game, we had a different angle. It looked like he hit him. The flag needs to be picked up. That's what needed to happen. Instead, they double down on it. They fine him. And T.J. Watt's got to be like, what the hell do I do? And what is it with these white linebackers? They're all getting flagged. Clay Matthews can't touch a quarterback without them contracting the HIV virus. I mean, what the hell's going on? So the league effed up there. I feel bad for TJ Watt. You just keep playing the way you are. And you know what? Next time, maybe you do rip the guts legs out. The Steelers' defense played their best game of the season, without a doubt, against Atlanta. They came in, and that's a great offense. Julio Jones, bunch of other good players. Devontae Freeman, decent offensive line. But the Steelers thought that their defensive line and linebackers were better than what Atlanta had at the offensive line. So what they do, they brought some pressure. They disguised some things. They weren't in their dome, and it worked. I'd like to see the Steelers' defense do more of that this week against an offensive line that's not good. Three years ago, was pretty good. They lose two key players this year. They've got a first-time center playing this week. Their right tackle came from the New York Giants. Their offensive line is terrible, and yet they felt like they could get rid of a player. That's not a good sign. That's an indictment. So bring pressure from every level. Disguise some things. And as for that center, bring some double-A gap blitzes. Bring some stunts. Bring some twists. Do the patented Dick LeBeau crossfire blitz. Do everything you have to do to get pressure and in my mind, particularly up the middle. But again, the right tackle absolutely can be had. I'd like to see T.J. Watt put a second week in a row on film that you can be proud of. It's not that he's been bad in the other games, but he hasn't been impactful. He was impactful in Cleveland. He was impactful last week. You know what they call two in a row? That's a streak. 
Go out there, two in a row, make it happen. That goes for him and the Steelers' defense. As for that offensive line, can we please see Stephon to it for the first time this year? I thought that the defensive line played well last week. They got penetration. They controlled things up front. I want to see Stephon to get on the stat sheet. I want to see him drop someone in the backfield. So that's a big key to this game. The other thing, A.J. Green's a hell of a player. He's got five touchdowns on the year. Tyler Boyd's grown into a really good player. If you want to draw the analogy, A.J. Green is their Antonio Brown, and Tyler Boyd is their Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, the Steelers' offense, we've seen plays with one hand behind its back when A.B.'s not in the game, when Ben Roethlisberger and him don't have that Wi-Fi connection. So put Joe Hayden on him. See if he can have similar success against A.J. Green that he had last week. And you move on. You say, who else can beat us? Can Giovanni Bernard beat us? No, he's not playing. But can Joe Mixon beat us? Can Tyler Boyd beat us? Can Tyler Boyd be a consistent player? You make them play with one hand tied behind their back. I think that's the way you do it. I think that's the way you win this game on the defensive side. Last night, the Penguins' defense played better, better than what they had shown before. But not everyone played better. Ricola played 18 minutes. He played with Jamie Alexiak. He looked fine. He almost set up Kessel's fourth goal of the game. That probably would have had more people chirping me on the Twitter.com, so maybe I'm okay with that not having happened, but he was good. He was fine. I, I didn't notice him negatively, and there were a couple of things that he did that I liked. The Johnson line with Schultz was brutal. Now, I know they were only on the ice for one goal against, but you got to look past that. They were outshot attempted 25-6. to six. You want to talk about tilted ice, PBG Paints Arena was standing on its side. You can't win that way when one of your defense pairings is going to go out there and play 20 minutes and not contribute anything positively. Blocking shots is great. Ideally, you don't want to have to do that. You're going to have to at some point, but ideally you don't want to have to, and they blocked 27 shots last night. I didn't like that Mike Sullivan said, this team needs to play better defense, have better attention to detail, and play with better effort. You don't really ever hear that from Mike Sullivan. And then they're off a week, come back, and Mike Sullivan says the Penguins didn't have their swagger. It was somewhat better. It wasn't what you wanted to see. Now, Casey DeSmith kept this from going the other way. They didn't possess the puck enough. DeSmith stopped 35 or 37 shots. That's not a huge red flag. But my ears are perked up right now. A week off, a challenge from the coach. They still get outshot and outpossessed. Not good enough. Now, that being said, Mike Sullivan, after the game, said the effort to play defense was more apparent. I think that showed up on the stat sheet when they did block the 27 shots. But we did see a couple of things that had crept into their game last year and the first two games of this year. Crosby and Gensel didn't connect on a pass that cost the Penguins' first goal, coupled with a bad line change. It was a turnover inside the offensive blue line. We saw a couple times that happened last night. I did like Latang's game, and it's not spectacular right now, apart from that sick-ass move he made where he set up Crosby who fanned on a shot. He didn't have a point. He was steady, and I think he's been steady and good ever since period one against Washington. I think it's been a really good year for him so far. I mean, how hot was that display of skating setting Crosby up, though? Sid, you got to bury that, man. 
Because I want to watch that one in 10 years whenever they're saying, Chris Letang, most points for a Penguins defenseman. Uh, you got to finish that one, 8-7. You got the captaincy, man. I don't think Crosby, though, fits the didn't have swagger category because after he fanned on that shot, the next shift he comes out and he hit two mother truckers. Two big-time hits from Sidney Crosby. When do you ever see that? Not really, ever. Doesn't happen. I think the best player on the ice for either team was Casey DeSmith. 35 or 37. He moves so quickly laterally. He's so throwback. He's not Martin Brodeur, but he plays that way. He's kind of Johan Hedberg-ish. You just want to see him stack the pads, right? He's small, he's quick, he's athletic, and while when someone's shooting a puck, it might look like there's a lot of net there, he does a good job covering the net. He had a big-time save on Belmar in the 2-on-0. A, 2-on-0, really, Pens? You're going to give one of those up? That's less than ideal. Another bad change there. But it was Reeves, so you thought, ah, unless he's going to check the puck or punch the puck into the net or fight the puck into the net, it ain't going in. Here's the thing for Casey the Smith fans, if that is such a thing. There's always Team Murray, Team Flurry, right? Well, for Team Casey the Smith, Penguins don't have back-to-back games until Thanksgiving. So you might not be seeing very much of young Casey the Smith. It's good for the team. Stinks for him. Good to see him perform since he had the opportunity. Hey, Tom, what day is it, man? Uh, I think it's a Friday. It's not just any Friday. No? You don't, you're, are you telling me I'm it's telling that you. kind of Friday? I'm telling you it's that kind of Friday. <laughs> what kind? It, it's a get naked. For, oh, wait, no. It's a free movie yeah! Friday. Yeah. Yeah. The Adam Tickets app lets you browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and you can skip the lines. Today, Adam Tickets wants to give you a chance at free movie tickets. Text them now. Text BURGER to A-T-O-M-1. That's BURGER to 28661 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates do apply. That's an important line. It is. Coming up next, hottest take of the day. Other crap. Three stars of the show and our incredibly popular Picks of the Week segment. TSPN Pittsburgh. It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Everybody was comfortable. Now more of the Bud Light Happy Hour. Live from the Carson City Saloon. Presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. It is 636. And a man just ricocheted down the alleyway, drunk as a skunk, here on the south side next to the Carson City Saloon. So come on out, drink some Bud Lights, be like that guy, but don't get behind the wheel of a car. And don't pee on anything. Crowley, this guy, you, oh my gosh. Joe's car's out there, so we're always on parking patrol watch, and we're watching the car. He almost deep six, head first, into the back bumper of Joe's car, but saved himself right at the last moment. Well, it's going to be someone's car that gets head-butted tonight, so at least it wasn't Joe's. Yeah. It's now time for our pick segment, which we don't have any imaging for, do we? 
It's our pick segment. Woo! Tom, what are our records so far? So far, I am still in first place at 14, 10, and 2. Crowley is right behind me at 13, 11, and 2. And Brian bringing up the rear at 9, 15, and 2. Whoa. Are we sure those are accurate? Those are 100% accurate. Okay, just asking. No, it's fair. Game number one, Kansas City at New England. The entire world thinks that Kansas City is going to get their dose of what's coming to them. And I'll agree. I think New England's a much improved football team from where they were early in the season. They've got good receivers now. I think Kansas City's still the class of the AFC, but I think they go to New England and lose. They wouldn't at home. Yeah, I completely agree. It's going to be an absolute slaughter against Kansas City. I would take New England by double-digit points in this one. Jesus, I'm not going that far. Oh, yeah. The way I'm seeing it are the Chiefs like an old Aztec society. They're walking them up the steps to have their head cut off, and the Patriots are up there yeah. with a big old knife. Baltimore at Tennessee in a game that's Ew. Ew. I got Tennessee because they're at home. If it was on the road, I'd go Baltimore. Uh, I got Baltimore because I think they have cooler helmets than the Titans. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got Tennessee because, really, this Baltimore team, you don't know what you get with them. Los Angeles, not the Rams, the Chargers at the Brownies. I'm going Cleveland, building wow. off their momentum. I, I really believe that this football team is a 7-8 win team. I think they get one of those wins this week. Yeah, before Hugh Jackson got uh, those two wins this year, his only win as a Browns head coach was against the Chargers, so he knows how to beat the Chargers, so give me the Browns. Come on, don't buy it. This no, is he knows Chargers how to beat the Chargers. Here. This is how I pick up games here. This I got the Chargers. I don't buy into the Chargers. Everyone's telling me the no Chargers one. are good. You're never going to buy into the Chargers. I will not. Pitt at Notre Dame. Football. Notre Dame. Uh, I have a pretty good lead on Brian here, so I have picks to give away, so I'll go Pitt. <laughs> of course you would. I don't think it, if you didn't have a lead, you'd still pick Pitt. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's like I'm going to say Pitt here. Notre Dame. Final game that we pick, Steelers-Bengals. Steelers 17-3 and in Paul Brown Stadium. They're still the class of the AFC North despite not playing that way. They reclaim it going to Cincy and planting that flag. Yeah, you said it right there. Undefeated in Paul Brown Stadium except for the three times they lost. So I'm going to take the Steelers. <laughs> I got the Bengals in this What? One. I do. And it's mainly because I need to pick up ground, and that's where I'm Did going. I actually say the Steelers are undefeated yes, at Paul Brown did. Stadium? They're 17-3 and at Paul Brown Stadium. 12-2 and two with Ben Roethlisberger there. I don't know what I'm thinking. No, dude, other than those three losses, they you are were absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. Other good, than the tie work. and the two losses this year, the Steelers are undefeated. That's next-level stats right there. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. The Pirates are gone. The Yankees are gone. The Indians are gone. I want to see Milwaukee win the World Series. I know it's unlikely given how good the Dodgers, Sox, and Astros are. However... To quote Stephen A., I think it would serve as a pretty darn good kick in the ass to Pirates management that this is what can happen when you go for it. Now, they already have shown the Pirates what can happen, but this would only put more salt in the wound. Go sign a couple of bats, Pittsburgh, and you've got a chance to be good next year with that starting rotation. It's the hottest take of the day. Go, Brew Crew. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Poetry in Motion. Every time Kessel scores, people are going to rip me. 
And I'm just going to be on the other side of it being happy because I want Kessel to score. So get off my lawn after you've kissed my ass and after I've shoved my foot up yours. Those are very specific instructions for you all to follow. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Paul Dog. Cincinnati, the Queen City. Oh, so what? <laughs> you royalty now. You're the queen of who day? You're the queen of what day? The, the Ohio River? You think you can rule that for a bit? <laughs> Ding dong, Cincy, hello. We invented it. Allegheny and Nagahala form like Voltron. Going to fudge your banks and take you out, you moron. Voltron. <laughs> first star. And tonight's first star of the show, Jerome's College Report Card. Really? How's your semester of college going? You getting some tail? How'd this get a star? Oh, oh no, not. I wish. Since I am, though. Are you hammered a good five days a week? Um, three or four. Three or four? Still, okay. Yeah. Taking life seriously now, huh, Jerome? Not bad. Yeah, I, I got to do my own radio show once a week, so I got to... Did you, you know, come on here to plug your radio Jerome, show? Jerome, if you came on here to plug, dude. He came on here to plug. Who let the dogs out? And how the hell was that a star? He started every answer with, um... Yeah, do you guys not listen to the stars? That's right up the alley of the stars of the day. I don't know about that. Coming up okay, next. You can get him next time. That's the that's the first time I've ever questioned one. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry. Don't. Oh, you got him next week. No, you got I'm him. Sorry, yeah, Tom. you'll be here next week, so you no, can get him. No, all right, I'll get him next week. Mike Pursuta and Tim Benz with their call of Robert Morris University Colonial Hockey. Probably a better star in that game than the Jerome one. We're all going to West Euler's house tomorrow to do drugs and drink beer. Say yes to the West. See you Monday. <laughs>